Matthew Barzal has a big all-star weekend, and the Islanders make some moves that lead us to believe there may be a trade coming soon. We've got all that and more on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Sart tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Marcel with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian. And I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. And welcome, everybody, to the Monday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I want to thank everyone who makes Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. Don't forget to subscribe on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts so you can get new episodes as soon as they drop. Today's episode is brought to you by Sleeper. Download the Sleeper app and use promo code LOCKEDONNHL to get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. We have got a lot to get to after a busy weekend for the New York Islanders, but first... If there's something Islanders related on your mind, if you have a question, a comment, maybe a topic you'd like us to discuss on a future episode, you can email us at LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. And if you include your first name and where you're from, we're happy to mention you on the show when we discuss whatever's on your mind. You could also follow the show on X at LockedOnIsles, and you could follow me, Gil Martin, on X at IceWars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I. We'll keep you up to date on all things Islanders all season long, and I am live tweeting during nearly every Islanders home and road game, so join me for some instant insight and analysis, and it's always great to talk Islanders hockey with you, game time or any time. Well, let's start with this. Can't wait. Islanders back in action tonight. 7 o'clock Eastern time start against the Toronto Maple Leafs, and of course, We'll have a full preview of that coming up, but you can catch every moment of this game on SiriusXM. Just go to the SXM app. You'll hear the Islanders' hometown broadcast if you do a search for Islanders. Busy weekend for the Islanders on and off the ice, even though the team did not officially play a game. And Matthew Barzal, at the All-Star weekend, he was the Islanders' representative And he had a pretty big uh, weekend, certainly uh, being a part of Team Matthews, which ended up winning the tournament. He had a goal and five assists in the two mini-games that were played and uh, got to spend some time with uh, celebrity captain Justin Bieber while he was at it. Here's what Barzi had to say after the All-Star weekend. It makes it worthwhile when you come here and you win. It's obviously not what I want to win, but when you're here, you want to try to give your best effort. 
I don't like losing at anything. I'm sure none of these guys do. It's a pretty competitive group, so it's fun to get the win tonight. And look, you know, Saturday he gets the the win uh, as part of Team Matthews. A lot of hometown uh, Toronto Maple Leafs there in Toronto. And he also had a pretty exciting moment at the three on, uh, excuse me, at the skills competition on Friday. And look, let, let's face it, uh, he looked like he was getting close to competing for the overall championship until he gets to that last event and the accuracy. And, you know, he just ends up having trouble hitting those targets. And it, it, it just, it, it just sort of, uh, you know, ruins his chances of winning. He ends up finishing, what, fifth overall in the skills competition. But he was competitive up until then, narrowly missing out again on the fastest skater competition. And, you know, that was great. And then, you know, talking about uh, celebrity co-captain Justin Bieber, uh, Barzal saying, Biebs was vocal back there, telling us not to get comfortable when we're up by two and saying all the right things. He was involved, and he was invested in wanting to win on the bench, uh, and I loved hearing that out of him. I was a fan of his growing up. It was sweet to see him live like that. It was my first time. It seems like a really, he seems like a really down-to-earth guy, and I loved seeing him out in warm-ups today, passing some pucks around. Fun to have him there, for sure. So, you know, there it was, and, uh, you know, some interesting little Islanders-Rangers rivalry competition when Barzal goes up against Igor Shesterkin, the goalie for the New York Rangers, in the breakaway competition on Friday. Barzal scored four goals uh, in that competition. And so, you know, here's what he said. I knew people back home would be watching. He has a special relationship with Ilya Sorokin, so I thought it'd be fun if I picked him for the New York fan base. And, uh, you know, that's that's a great thing to say and a great thing to do because, you know, you, you really want uh, to give the fans their money's worth and understanding the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers and the relationship between Shesterkin and Sorokin, uh, that just adds a little bit more juice to the event and... It was great to see. And, you know, Barzi seemed to be having fun out there. And I think more than anything, that's the biggest thing about All-Star Weekend. It's not hockey. It's not like the old days. You know, you you go back to the 70s or 80s where there was actually checking and defense and it was a full hockey game of, you know, Wales versus Campbell Conference or East versus West. And there was a certain amount of pride on the line. Now, you know, they draft it. It's an event. But it really is more about having fun and getting some of the top players out there to showcase their skills and show what they can do. And in that respect, even though I still believe in everydayers, you know, we discussed this a little bit last week, even though I think that Noah Dobson deserved to be on the All-Star uh, team 
a little bit more than Matthew Barzal, although, again, Barzi, a solid choice. Not going to sit there and say, oh, yeah, Barzi didn't deserve it, but I think Dobson deserved it a little bit more. But that being said, I think Matthew Barzal was the better choice for the skills competition, and not that Dobson wouldn't have done well in a three-on-three tournament, but Barzal, with his skating ability, his ability to change directions and really use that open ice, I think he was the perfect fit uh, in the over uh, in the All-Star weekend for the New York Islanders. And seeing him on the ice, you know, the one thing that maybe is frustrating or surprising to me uh, and to Islanders fans about Matthew Barzal, you would think three-on-three three, overtime, he would be the kind of guy who could really dominate out there on the ice. Hasn't happened enough, I guess. I mean, we saw in this tournament what he's capable of doing three-on-three. Three. Now we have to see him do it when and if the Islanders get back to an overtime situation and how they do with that. But, you know, that's when it counts. This this uh, All-Star weekend is, again, all in fun, but you got to do it when it matters. And, you know, the Islanders' overtime record Overtime and shootout, that leaves something to be desired. You want to see a guy like Barzi, a guy like Noah Dobson, uh, really shine in those moments, and it's something that we still haven't seen consistently from Matthew Barzal. Hopefully we do see it down the stretch. So, uh, I mean, a good weekend for Matthew Barzal. Solid showing till the end in the skills competition. A goal and five assists in the two mini-games. His team winning the All-Star weekend. So, nice. And Barzi gets to stay in Toronto, waiting for his teammates to arrive for tonight's game against the Maple Leafs. And look, I don't know about you. I am thrilled that the New York Islanders are finally taking the ice again, if only because, wow, uh, you know, go through a little bit of withdrawal symptoms when the Islanders are not on the ice for, you know, eight days, you know, missed, missed seeing Islanders hockey, plain and simple. All right, we have got a lot more to get to on today's show. The Islanders made some interesting roster moves over the weekend, and they do make me believe that Lou Lamorello may very well be eager to pull the trigger on a trade well in advance of the trade deadline. We have that. We have uh, a full preview of tonight's game against the Maple Leafs. And for our Islanders' birthday of the day, a forward who played two seasons with the Islanders in the late 90s, uh, a two-way forward. Let's see if you can guess who that is. We've got all that and a whole lot more coming up on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by your friends at Sleeper. We're past the halfway point. In the season, Islander fans, but regardless of where we are in the standings, I want to remind you that you can win big playing daily fantasy hockey on Sleeper, the official daily fantasy app of the Locked On NHL Network. Sleeper is our number one choice for daily fantasy sports and especially daily fantasy hockey because with Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in daily fantasy hockey contests. All you have to do is pick whether studs like Barzal, Crosby or McKinnon will record more or less than their sleeper projections for things like 
goals, assists, saves, plus, minus, and more in a given game. To win a 100 times bet on Sleeper, you need to correctly predict the outcome of eight player stats. You heard me, Islander fans. You can win 100 times your money playing daily fantasy hockey with Sleeper. So, use promo code LOCKEDONNHL and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Now, terms and conditions apply. That's code LOCKEDONNHL. See Sleeper's terms of use for details and locational availability. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. So it was a busy weekend for the New York Islanders off the ice. And I want to talk about it because I think it sets up some potential moves and it also kind of affects the way this team will go about things in the uh, next few games between now and the trade deadline. So, look, you've had four games so far with Patrick Waugh behind the bench, but the Islanders made a couple of moves. First of all, Julian Gauthier. Placed on waivers, cleared waivers, and was sent to Bridgeport. And again, uh, a lot of speculation that this is a move done solely for cap purposes. To clear up as much cap space as possible. Simon Holmstrom, also on paper, sent down to Bridgeport. It would not surprise me at all to see both Gautier and Holmstrom recalled on paper at some point on Monday, and that both of them are likely in the lineup when the Islanders and Maple Leafs face off later tonight. So that move officially made. Now, Cap Friendly reporting that the Islanders activated Ryan Pollock off LTIR and then put both Casey Sezikis and Robert Bortuzzo on LTIR. So again, all of these moves are designed to free up cap space for the New York Islanders going forward. Now, Pollock has been out of the lineup since December 7th. That is almost two full months of inactivity for one of the Islanders' top defensemen. Uh, He blocked a shot against Columbus by Zach Wierenski, took the shot off his right leg, and missed the last eight minutes plus of that game. So, you know, not an easy run for uh, Polak, and we don't know whether or not he is going to be available for the game tonight. There have been no reports up until now that he's been skating with the team or practicing with the team. So it may be a case where he's going to be a healthy scratch or or a scratch until he's fully into game shape. Uh, Or maybe he's been working out on his own and, and is deemed ready by the team. So again, follow on X and I'll keep you up to date as soon as I hear something. Uh... We'll see what happens. You know, Bortuzzo, he suffered an injury on January 2nd. We do not know 
the full extent of his injury. Uh, we do not know what's happening with Adam Pellick as far as whether he will be ready. Uh, his status remains unknown at this moment. So a lot of question marks on defense. And, you know, if neither Pollock or Pellick are ready to go, Samuel Bolduc, Mike Riley, both going to play. But then, again, you have this issue where you have Riley, who's not always great in his own zone, Bolduc, who is still young and learning the NHL game, and Aho, who is small and sometimes has difficulties in his own zone as a result of that lack of size, all of those things can make the Islanders' defense vulnerable, so we'll see. But the fact that the team is trying to free up all this cap space, and the fact that we have seen a couple of big trades being made over the last few days, uh, let's even say within the last week, where uh, Winnipeg makes a move, Calgary makes that, you know, the trade, Vancouver, all of these moves means that the trade deadline the early pre-trade deadline moves are starting to be made, and you get the feeling with Patrick Waugh being the coach of the Islanders, he and Lou Lamorello may have sat down and Patrick Waugh said, okay, I've watched these guys for four games behind the bench. I've watched a lot of film. This is what we need to do to try to make that playoff run, and Lou Lamorello may very well be trying to get there and you know he made the bold move last year the Bo Horvat trade that was the first trade really the big move that kicked off the trade deadline season in 2023 it would not surprise me at all to see Lou Lamorello make a move soon I mean there's no reason to put both Bortuzzo and Sezikis on LTIR and to make the waiver moves for uh, Gautier and Holmstrom to free up more cap space if you're not going to utilize that cap space in some way. So we'll see what the Islanders are able to do. It would not surprise me right now with the injury situation on the blue line, with the style of play that Patrick Waugh wants to implement, that you're going to see a defenseman, probably a puck-moving defenseman, be the primary target that Lou Lamorello has uh, as we head toward the trade deadline. And again, knowing Lou Lamorello's style, knowing the way he likes to be aggressive when he knows what he wants, uh, it would not surprise me to see the Islanders try to make a move sooner rather than later. The next week to 10 days, I get the feeling Lou is going to try to pull the trigger. Now, keep in mind, in order to bring in somebody who is not a rental, you're going to need to send somebody out. But the move they're making, you know, you could see a similar situation to what we saw with Horvat last year, where you sign a guy who was on an expiring contract, you bring him in, and then a week or two later, you sign him to that long-term extension, locking him up to stay on the island long-term. It, it'll depend on who the player is, how well he does, 
what role he's going to play, the long-term health of Adam Pellick and Ryan Pollock. There are so many moving parts to this equation right now. But knowing Lou the way we do, and seeing where the Islanders are in the standings and what they need to do and what Patrick Waugh is most likely going to want done, you have to figure that the New York Islanders are going to be looking to make a move. And again, you know, one of the guys who it might make a lot of sense to move to clear up cap space because he has value uh, is J.G. Pajot. I guess the question is, you know, the Islanders' penalty kill is struggling so badly. Does trading J.G. Pajot, who is one of their penalty killers, one of their better penalty killers, uh, weaken an already struggling PK, or maybe you need to make that change to try to improve it? Again, depends who you get. Depends who's ready to step into that role. A lot of variables, and we will have it covered for you throughout the rest of this uh, month leading up to the trade deadline right here on the Locked On Islanders podcast. We have got more to get to on today's show. Tonight, the Islanders back in action in Toronto, 7 o'clock Eastern time start. You can hear every minute of that game on SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just do a search for Islanders. You can hear the Islanders' hometown broadcast on SiriusXM. So, we're going to have a full preview of that game, plus our Islanders' birthday of the day, and a lot more still to come on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by your friends at FanDuel. Happy Super Bowl to all who celebrate from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. If you're like me, Super Bowl Sunday is all about scoring the best seat on the couch, grabbing your favorite football snacks, and placing some super bets. And FanDuel has so many ways for you to end the season with a W or two or three. Not only can you bet on who will win Super Bowl 58 between Kansas City and San Francisco, but FanDuel also has bets for which players will score a touchdown, how many points will be scored, and so much more. New customers join today, and you'll get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Just visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to sign up. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sportsbook partner of the NFL. LockedOn has launched the first ever 24-7 national sports streaming channel on YouTube, Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first-ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Islanders, Maple Leafs tonight in Toronto. So good to have Islanders hockey back. And the Leafs, well... We may be catching them at a difficult time. They are winners of three straight, and in those three games, they have a shutout and have given up a total of three goals. Two of those wins coming against a very good Winnipeg Jets team. So before the All-Star weekend, they have been hot, and part of the reason for their recent improvement, the goaltending of Ilya Samsonov he has his struggles earlier in the year. The overall stats, it's a 3-3-6 goals against and an 878 save percentage. 
but he's been hot lately, and I would assume we will see him uh, tonight against the Islanders. But again, we'll confirm that as soon as we can, and we'll update that on X. The uh, Maple Leafs, seventh in the league in goals scored. We know the big four, Tavares, Marner, Matthews, and Nylander. Add defenseman Morgan Riley, who is great on the power play, and a real offensive dynamo, and you know why they are as good as they are. 15th in the league in goals against. The power play is 9th, 24.6% success rate, but the penalty kill is vulnerable. 24th in the league. They only kill off 77.4% of their opportunities. All right, let's look at the line combinations for the Leafs. Austin Matthews, the top-line center, MVP of the All-Star Weekend, and uh, a very dangerous player. Matthew Nees and Mitch Marner are his wingers. John Tavares, the ex-Islander centers. Tyler Bertuzzi and William Nylander on the second line. Max Domi, Pontus Holmberg, and Nicholas Robertson are the third line. And then on the fourth line from left to right, Noah Gregor, David Kampf, and Ryan Reeves, the tough guy. On defense, Morgan Riley and TJ Brody, a very dangerous top pairing. Uh, Simone Benoit and Jake McCabe, the second pair, Mark Giordano and Timothy Lilgren are the third pair. And the goaltenders, as we mentioned, Samsonov and Martin Jones. Right now on IR, Joseph Wald, John Klingberg, and Matt Murray, and uh, Callie Yarkrock uh, right now out of the lineup. But again, we'll see if he's ready to come back after the All-Star break. Look, these teams have already met twice this season with the Islanders winning both games by identical 4-3 to three scores in overtime. The Islanders, for whatever reason, do get an extra emotional lift, I think, playing against John Tavares. Their defense is going to have to be sharp. You don't want to get into a shootout kind of a game against the Toronto Maple Leafs with all that offensive talent and all those dangerous players. You know, Austin Matthews right now, uh, 20, uh, 40 goals, excuse me, already and 58 points. William Nylander, 61 points, 23 goals. This is a dangerous team, a team that uh, can put the puck in the net and make you look bad at any time. So can't let them come into the offensive zone with speed, can't give up juicy rebounds, and, and, and you've got to make sure that your defensemen get in the way of these players. It won't be an easy assignment, but you know what? Two for two so far against the Leafs. Islanders have to hope that they can get a third straight win and to sweep the season series against John Tavares would just add a little extra joy to Islander fans, not to mention how badly this team needs the two points in the standings. Time now for our Islanders' birthday of the day, and Sunday was the 55th birthday of former Islanders winger Joe Sacco, originally a fourth-round pick of the Maple Leafs, the Medford, Massachusetts native, went to college at Boston University, had three productive seasons there, and then joined the Leafs for the 1990-91 season, uh, moved on to the then Anaheim Mighty Ducks in 93-94 before joining the Islanders late 
in the 97-98 season, then spent 98-99 with the Isles, had uh, a total of six goals and nine points to go with 55 penalty minutes in 98 games with the Islanders over that season, plus then played for the Capitals and Flyers before hanging up his skates after the 2002-2003 season. Sacco really, by the time he got to the Islanders, a checking forward, uh, finished his NHL career with 94 goals, 213 points in 738 games, uh, add 421 penalty minutes to that equation, and two goals and eight penalty minutes in 26 playoff games, but none of those with the Islanders. One of his better games as an Islander, how about April 4th, 1998, at the Old Barn, a sellout, Islanders hosting the Rangers, and uh, in this game, Dan Cloutier getting the start for the Rangers, Tommy Salo the start for the Islanders, this is one of those fight-filled games, the famous game with Cloutier fighting off the bench, but the Islanders do get the win, 3 to nothing in this game, with the clinching goal coming from Joe Sacco, our Islanders' birthday of the day, it was his 11th goal of the year, Brian Berard and Tom Chorsky getting the assist, the Islanders earn a shared shutout between Sal- Tommy Sallow and Wade Flaherty in this game, and uh, a good game overall for Sacco, our Islanders' birthday of the day. He was a plus one, had three shots on goal in 13 minutes and 22 seconds. So happy birthday to Joe Sacco. He is our Islanders' birthday of the day. I want to thank everyone for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. Every day or tomorrow on the show, we will have our key takeaways and our hero and go to the game from tonight's contest in Toronto. Plus, uh, we will have all the latest Islanders news, notes, and happenings. Telling you something's brewing. We just have to see what it ends up becoming. Until then, great to have Islanders hockey back. Stay safe, everyone. Have a great day. And, of course... Let's go Islanders.